Hello, and welcome back for another episode of Health in Guelph. This is episode three of our intuitive series, and today is just basically our thoughts and stories. This is a super informal conversation today, basically going off of our episode last week, talking about the hunger cues and just talking a little bit more deeper about the things that literally are going on in Aaron and ours and Aaron and I's life, but also just like that this is a marathon, that this doesn't go away. There's no sprinting to the finish line because this is why we're here today talking about it and just learning through our trials and tribulations of what our journey has been like and what we've learned from it. And just our you know, things that come up with us on a daily basis. And that's why we wanted to invite you in this conversation today to have some fun, because I think you're going to hear us talk about like that this, like for me, where I'm at about life right now, before it was about a sprint, I just wanted to get the next step because I wanted the pain to go away. But then I realized the pain doesn't go away. It just builds up if you don't deal with it. And that's why I'm more taking the slow approach, finding that happiness and figuring out that balance, that dance of life. And I am so excited for you to be here today. I really do hope that you enjoyed the episode three of the intuitive series. Go back to the um, 80-20 thing that you were mentioning before we started recording and just go through. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by how do we understand intuitively what 80, 20 looks like, right? That like kind of rule, we all have different rule. version of what an 80, 20 is like mine might be different than yours. Exactly. Yeah. So like describe to yourself or for, <laughs> describe for the audience, describe to yourself and myself what that 80, 20 feels like for you, I guess, just as a baseline, as we talk about making peace with food today, and just kind of going over a bit more of the principles, but also just like this hunger fullness and challenging some of the rules that we have around, you know, how we should eat. But like, what does that 80-20 look like for you? What does balance? Okay, well, when I think of the 80-20 for myself, I think about the food groups, that's the first thing that comes up. And then I break down the food groups. Yeah, like, you know, you have your meats, you have your vegetables, you have your grains, like you have like, yeah, there you have there's the dairy piece that would be in there. Like I think about all that. But then again, then I even break it down more because like, I it's a, you think of clean eating, you think of all like, you know, trying to stay all very nourishment making sure but that's like where I wanted to kind of break down that a little bit to piece today because when we're talking about the hunger cues and stuff like that my my I never think of the food groups I think of like what's fast and right in my fridge that I can eat right now like <laughs> that's how it feels and especially uh in my hormonal states that I'm in right now um it's that my my cravings are off the roof so but then you try to like but this is where the piece I've had I've done the work in order to understand the 80 20 like okay let's like make a good like and again when I think salad like I don't have just the pizza lettuce and a bits of uh, fruits and vegetables in there it's like a pack salad like there's so much that's happening there because that's what like will appease my whole my yeah. whole and uh satiety oh satiation yeah. I know what Thank a hard one eh? it's a hard one I know I was practicing it the other day <laughs> <laughs> but that's like what I start thinking about is like how can I make this work for me like what will make me want to eat the salad not just like this piece of lettuce this piece of vegetable and fruit and like some like salad dressing I want a big good salad like I like volume I like to eat I love yeah. to eat yeah I know it's so good I think it's like 
food is like thinking about that 80 20 for yourself it's like food is fuel and this is like another rule that kind of comes up from sometimes right food is fuel but I feel like food is so much more and I feel like the ways that we get we feel satiated like are vast you know and like even when we talk about like the 80 20 as it relates to like the macros like the you know like Amanda was mentioning of the red or the meats and the fats and the carbs right it's like okay I'm getting like a a variety of these Mm -hmm. as often as I can I just want to make a caveat too that we're not talking about like the old school conventional food yeah yeah (laughs) so that's just like yeah like because that's the thing right like science evolves and like nutrition evolves and we learn more about what things do to us like you know hormonally environmentally toxins like all these influences right and like the more that we like hyper um you know regenerate and use packaged and processed things like it has an effect on us as well you know so I think it's interesting like I was listening to podcasts the other day and they were talking about oh like way back when the natural weight like the baseline weight for humans wasn't like insanely vast you know like it's only in the last well you know thousands hundred thousand years that we've like in the since the agricultural revolution Mm. you know that we've been like adapting and like you know making things quicker and faster and like more efficient right and that comes back to what we were talking about even before we started recording the podcast which is an interesting note but yeah like our influence there and like our it it, the influence on these you know processed and palatable things it influences our physiology and it makes us hard it makes it like more difficult I guess to almost access I don't know whole foods right and like being like drawn to that and seeing the benefit there versus the quick and the easier maybe packaged and not saying packaged foods are bad or anything right but it's like we want to think about that balance what that looks like I guess like in going back to that, what, how do you know what satiates you in a salad, for example? Cause like I used to think it's good to be like having a salad. And the way I like thought about a salad was like, like you said, just like very minimalist, just chicken, some, maybe some dressing, maybe not, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, how, how did you get to learn that? And I think when it comes to making peace with food and challenging some of the food police and the food rules, what were your yeah like what was your first steps and being like no I still like the salad but I'm gonna put like for me for example like like yeah like mushroom patties with like you know sweet potatoes sometimes and like yes like a harvesty salad yeah yeah but yeah tell me about your experience that's the thing like right well like for instance when it's like a catch-22 because like when my coach, like, this is back when I was in the competing bodybuilding days, like, right. he was yes. like, go to town with your salads, like, the more volume of the vegetables, the bit better. So, and again, like, I, and I think that back in the day, like, I was just, you know, you're always hungry, like, that's the thing, like, you're being comfortable, you're, you're comfortable being that in that, like, hunger, because you know that the metabolism is burning and stuff like that. But when he mentioned, like, you know, go to town with the salads, I was like, yeah, I'm like, so that's when I would like you know get creative get creative with the vegetables and yes it was on the minimal thing but I still carry that like mentality of like oh a big salad and I think it's like I'm excited for it when I see it 
I am excited. Like it makes me happy. And then I, how I feel after I'm like, wow, I love doing this. Why not do something you love more often? And when you're talking about like the, the sweet potatoes in there, like that's just so exciting, especially this time of year. It just like tastes so much better and putting some like, um, some uh, Brussels sprouts in there, oh, putting some that. pumpkin seeds, like yes. getting really creative because it's, you can make it a nice meal and like some sesame dressing in that, like, oh my ah, God. So I, like, it's just about, I think, keeping excited and keeping it different, keeping it mm, fun. And again, having mm -hmm. all, maybe all this all pre-cooked, like you don't, I, for myself, like competing, it was like, oh, put my sweet potato in the microwave. And again, not all the time, but like, if you're like looking for like, how I don't have time yeah, to put it in the oven for 45 minutes, just poke some holes in it, put in the, the microwave oh for five minutes and boom, that you're ready I to go. Do that all the time. We're so busy. Yeah. And then it's like the air fryer bit that we got, like our air That's fryer just the magical been, thing that's come into life. Insane. That's the best thing ever. It's like bread. <laughs> I know in 15 minutes, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm baking with it. If you want, like we even put bacon right up in there. Oh, it's like, yeah. Apple all. Chips. Like, yes. Oh my so gosh. Like, there's so many options. There's so many ways you're right getting creative and I think like even in this is like a lot of clients come to me feeling kind of like overwhelmed right and I'm sure you as well but of like well where do I even start with this like like being healthy it's very easy mm -hmm. it's very yes, accessible it's, it's to overwhelming when you say it like that to me like where do you start being healthy it's like, yeah, it's like oh my gosh right and like it's so accessible to go out yeah of course go through the drive-through or even just like getting that baseline awareness of like what are what's enough you know, protein, carbs, fats, vegetables. Like I had a client who had um, like gut health issues. So she needed to dial back on, you know, a lot of the fiber and stuff so that her gut and she needed to increase. And a good thing about fats too, is that as we go through those peri and postmenopausal years, like fats tend to cool the body and like, we need to be cool in order to even sleep well, right? Oh, the body internally. Yes. So like getting fats and healthy fats, but like, yes. I think even in experimenting, right. And being like, okay, like what, yeah. Like what does work for me? And like, what can, how can I be creative with beyond the food rules, right? Because I know one of the big like intuitive eating principles, number four, is like this idea of challenging the food police, right? And I don't even, like I said, I have thoughts about intuitive eating and we're going to explore it this whole season, but it's like evaluating some of these beliefs that we have around you know, food really and like the accessibility. Yes. And like, even for me, it was like, I can't cook. I'm not a person that, like I literally like, well, you hear I'm that a lot. Actually, let's talk about that because that's a good one because that would be the one when I'm like, even just speaking of like this a ma magical salad, like most people are probably like, well, like that. Well, how do you know what goes together? How do you know what to eat? I don't even know how to cook. I hear that a lot. I don't know how to cook. So what does yeah. that look like for you as a person that doesn't uh, think that they know how to cook? Yeah, I think it's like, <clears throat> and Matt and I, this is where I think you got to keep it simple, to be honest, yes. for my personal yes. opinion. Yes, I think, and Matt and I have talked about this too. It's like, okay, there can be basic skills that you can learn, you know, in the kitchen that like just support like easy. And I don't like cooking. Matt is an amazing cook, but like, I don't really like cooking. I like to assemble, like you were saying, right? So it's like, okay, if I can have, a, if I can learn how to cook a pot of rice, maybe boil some hard boiled eggs or learn how to scramble them. If I can use the air fryer or just something easy, like an oven dish, right. And like, just get the seasoning going at a baseline level. Right. It's like, if I can make Mayo, which I must say the, to the whole, the whole audience, Mayo 
is amazing and it's so easy to make in the food processor and there is nothing like added right and like a lot of mayos and sauces a what if does they don't mayo have look like for making it oh i know that gosh. there's like an egg isn't there like an egg in there and, and mustard so yeah you literally get egg room temperature crack the egg in that baby put a little mustard in it slowly have, add olive oil boom maybe a little bit of like some sort of acid whatever you got on hand, apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, white wine mm, vinegar. Give it a little bit oh. of that tang tang. Yeah. And then that's it. And you can make whatever garlic mayo, add some garlic to that bad mm, boy. Do good. like some paprika. Anyways, it's jokes to think that it's so accessible, but it's like those basic skills kind of like help us to, I think, gain confidence in the kitchen. That was what yes. it was like for me, you know? And then it's like, I okay, agree with you. Matt's not home. I know. I can make up a little Buddha bowl. What's up? You know, what's, yes. what's simple. Right. And I think it's, I think it's like, Oh, like I personally thought eating out was so much more accessible. That's the belief system that I grew up in because I used to grab McDonald's on the way home almost every night and just kind of like have it in the car and just like go to places, stop, you know, I was younger then and whatnot too. Right. But it's like, I never challenged that food police of like food can be accessible inside your home and easily too it doesn't yes. have to be like something that you buy that's or whatever right yeah what yeah just- and I think if I like when you're saying that it's because like we tend to overcomplicate it we tend to like really mm-hmm. and then the thing is it stops us it paralyzes us because it's like well it's just easier to order uber eats or whatever and then because it's like it's just easy to pick something and something be made and dropped off at your house meanwhile in that same amount of time you can make something but it's because we don't know what we want it's because we don't know that health is overwhelming like you know finding the foods that work for you it's just it's hard it can be very hard but it's just like those those are the basic steps is like you know when you're taking interest in your new health journey it's like that's a part of like the learning that I think that we tend to forget about because we just wanted to be super quick and and we need to for us yes and I think like like promoting this idea and like I love doing this in so hunger but it's like experiment experiment yes. with it just like get curious with it and think about it from that perspective because I find and you can tell me your experience with this too but like I used to do this obviously and I had a couple clients struggling with this of ordering uber eats knowing some basic skills right and so this is like the deeper layer that I want to talk about today a bit too it's like okay I know the basic skills I've cooked before sure right it's fine but I still order or I still find myself going out or I still look for that reward almost every day or I still do the easier thing in the moment accessible you know what I mean so it's like I want to want to use the skills right but like I'm still doing this other stuff you know (laughs) I think that's like that's like I mean that's the root of it right because we do know that eating you know veggies are great you know healthy fats you know getting some protein is very important very very important as females too right carbs obviously fuel us and give us that like energy brain energy as well all right so it's like this is really good stuff and (laughs) why am I not doing the things right that I know are good it's amazing how you're catching yourself in the moment 
like in the fact is you're talking to yourself and you're so aware, but you find that you're still catching yourself and you're like, but I'm still doing it. And it's like, that's the habit. It's hard to like nip in the butt. Yeah. And I've I been think dealing this, with that too. So when you're yes. saying that's why I'm laughing right now, because like I'm struggling every single day right now. And I think it's because I'm seeking that comfort and like, I'm just going back to old school ways because I just don't want to make sense. I, don't, I just don't know what it is. Like, I just don't know. And that's the thing. Like, this is a constant. That's why I'm saying this is a marathon. It's not a sprint because this is an everyday occurrence that it's like, when are you going to allow that habit to use to nip it in the butt? where you can like actually see it happening, where you could be so aware that you're like, I got you today. <laughs> like- yeah, well, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm on, I'm on to, and like I say this too, sometimes the guys like, I'm on to myself. I'm on, and that's like yes. a great first thing. It's like, I'm on to this here, right? And like, I think there's three levels of like this, like- That's a little thing. bit of intuition right there. Yeah, like, it's like that. It's like, I feel this, you know? Like, I feel something's different here. I'm on to myself. And I think there, there's kind of different levels of change in a way and I think the first phase is like that okay I'm on to myself and then it's like well what I think phase two kind of trickles down to like well what behaviors am I doing that are getting in the way of me like not being on to myself right so it's like I don't I don't honor my needs and I push through in order to work, for example, right? It's like, I don't, you know, so that's like the behavior of what we're doing, right? To not when we're on to ourselves, and there's some uncomfortableness, right? So it comes to back to that trigger, like we've talked about, it's like, okay, there's some sort of uncomfortableness here. I'm on to what do you do to interrupt it? So like, if someone was aware, like this, because this is like, where if your behavior is happening, you can catch it that's been happening to me all last week with the Halloween candy until like I basically threw it in a bag and gave it to my mom saying I can't have this anymore so but yes um what like what do you do when you're like seeing it unfold it for you yeah well like yeah so I think like I said like I'm on to myself amazing like hold on to that feeling that intuitive sense of like okay something's up here and I think like what am I doing okay I'm not honoring my needs and this is like a real example for me (laughs) I don't stop and like take time to actually eat and like digest my food it's like okay I have a bit and then I'm on to the next thing so I'm not really honoring my needs throughout the day so that I can push through and so like I think that's like a phase two okay what behaviors and then we can start to develop more of this sense of okay like what is this and like some, some, like we've talked about before on the podcast too, but like this angel devil, good cop, bad cop, right? So it's like, I'm on to myself. I'm not honoring my needs because I want to get ahead. And if I get ahead, the good cop, bad cop, right? It's like, I'm, I'm staying with the flow. Bad is I'm falling behind, right? And so I think that's the phase two awareness, you know, of like, what's pulling me, you know, and what, and like, like I said, with the beliefs and stuff, obviously, that's there. But like I said, I think it really ties down to the story. And I think that this is the phase three awareness, and like really understanding our story and unpacking like, oh, like what feels risky if I do honor my needs and I stop working for a bit and I actually, maybe I cancel half my afternoon for once. What is that? What's the uncomfortable feeling (laughs) that comes up if I were to do the opposite of that phase two awareness moment, angel devil type of thing? 
And then it's like a lot of clients say it's like, okay, well, I would be falling behind. And if I'm behind, then I'm not proving my worth or my value. Right. And so maybe eventually I'll be a lot of it comes down to like, you know, the sense of abandonment, whether it's within ourselves or judgment from other people, these are big risks. Right. And they kind of run our, what's called like our emotional immune system. So I think when we talk about intuitive eating, it's like, okay, let's examine the food police, but the, our intuitive sense, like I said, is like tied back to this risk, you know, of like, Hmm, these are things that I've learned. And like, I don't want to stop working because that's maybe gotten me far too, right? Like I've been rewarded for that. So it's risky to slow down potentially, you know? So yeah, like, does that make sense in a way? Or is that kind of like, whoa, like, mm-mm, sister? Well, <laughs> when you're telling of it, like I totally get exactly where you are. But then at the same time, it's that when I hear like, it's still hard to slow down, that it's still hard to, you know, like what would happen if you kept continuing? It's like, but you're still going to go through those cycles because you're still fighting with yourself as to when is it good enough? When is it enough? And that's the part that's still the all or nothing approach. I, I sense from that, but at the same time, that is the fight that we continuously have. That is the fight that never goes away. That's the fight where it's like, when is, when is it okay to, you know, stop and eat that, like eat your lunch? It's when yes. is it okay? And it's because like, when, when you do that on a daily, sure. yeah. When, when you do that on a daily basis, cause when you're speaking of, I'm like, man, that's totally me. Like I just came home from like work, scarfed down like my lunch. And then here we are, you know what I mean? And, but at yeah. the same time, over time, I know that my muscles don't feel great. Like my body feels tighter. I feel a lot more tension. I feel a lot more like achy. So over time, you definitely get the sense of how your body feels if you continue that on day to day base. Yes. And that's the thing. Like we like to call like, well, I like to say it's almost like this optimal conflict, right? Like when it gets to that breaking point and it becomes so painful, it's like, okay, now I'm willing to look at it. You know, I'm willing to look at why I'm not taking care of my needs in the day. You know, I feel really bad at this point, whether physically, mentally, whatever it looks like, both. you know, yeah. yeah, both. Yeah. So it's like, okay, there's some underlying, you're right. And it's the cycle, this cycle. And then it's like, okay, what's the risk there? It's like, oh, we have these ideas, right? Like we said, what is good? What is bad? What do I have to be do to be good? And if I'm not being good, well, then I'm not going to reach my goals or, and that's kind of like this perfect, you know, we get tied to this perfection. So we don't work out in its entirety. Like this is my struggle the past, you know, few months training in my garage and living in my, working out with two dogs in my living room. It's like my workouts have to look a lot different. And like, normally I would have been like, well, I can't have like at least 45 minutes to work out. Like, oh my gosh, like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Like it's not, it, it's under an hour, you know? So it's like, oh my gosh, like I have to 20, 30 minutes. I have to be in and out. There's dogs. That's a mom workout yeah. right there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. But before if it's like, okay, the risk is that I'm going to fall behind mm -hmm. if I'm not doing it the way that I've done it or whatever. It's like, I'm just not going to do it at all right? It's like, I'm not going to be getting ahead. So I might as well, right? And so it's this like binary that we get ourselves into and this like, yeah, this like feeling that we're not this feeling of not making any progress. When the reality is, is like, 
we are there's, making progress. Yes, there are so many things happening, but we've been, like we said, we've been very conditioned to look at certain things as progress, even in general, right? And like what mm-hmm. that looks like. And if I'm not making peace with food, what the hell does that even mean to make peace? You know, like it's like there's so much to this intuitive eating piece. And I think it's like if we can just kind of see where we're at, where what balance looks like 80 20 coming back full circle you know like we were saying but then it's like even though I know the 80 20 what's you know what's getting in the way of me following through on that or developing my intuition with it you know so yeah developing as you do it like and I think that one thing that we forget is that whatever we do it has to serve the body the diet that we're on whether and diet does not necessarily mean diet diet is basically the food we eat (laughs) Um, And it has to be sustainable, like, because or else we're not going to want to continue with it. And I think that has been like, that was, I learned that from like a Scott Abel, who's a coach. And when he said that, I'm like, it's so true. That's why we like anything that we were doing in the past. I'm like, no, it wasn't sustainable. It was just for a period of time. And I guess when I'm talking about that salad for the 80, 20, when you're like, well, how would like, it's because I'm, you have to make it fun because that's sustainable. I will continue eating Mm -hmm. this whole food that has Mm -hmm. everything in it. Like I make the best taco salad. Like I love putting like the corn chips, like in it and all that kind of stuff. And again, it can be fun. But within reason, if you have too much, of course, it's not going to be good for you. But if you eat it within reason here and there, like there's nothing wrong with it. Everything in moderation. Yeah. It's like honoring this, like, you know, honoring this moderate middle. And I like to joke that like being moderate is pretty radical because it's like we've been inundated with, yeah, like I'm healthy, clean, you know, eating this certain way or I'm going the opposite way and I can't eat a salad and feel okay with that, I guess, like, you know, feel satisfied and satiated from it, right? So I think going back to that, like, fun piece as well, is that, like, we as humans need to, like, notice that. It's like, I can enjoy a salad. I can still put my own spin on it. It can be fun. And I notice the benefits afterwards, right? You're making that connection and you're bringing that sense of it into it, right? So it's like- It makes you want to do it again when you're doing it, when you're tooting your own horn and you're excited about it. Like, it makes you want to. And so that like lowers the, well, it maybe changes the risk even of like, I can't be exciting with salads or I can't enjoy myself with it. Or I maybe can be a little healthy, whatever, quote unquote, unhealthy, whatever it is. And I don't know if you remember Denitza's interview. She was mentioning that her therapist was saying there's sometimes foods and there's always foods or something like that, right? And it kind of like helps to be like, okay, where does that land for me? A little bit of yeah, and then that lowers the risk. So the more we experiment with it, the more we gather new data, like we talked about last episode, right? Lots of data is always data. The lowers the risk, you know, and then we can find more benefits and continue with it for new reasons I guess which is the cool thing versus like what we've talked about before which are reasons were like well mine is purely aesthetic oh it's 100% mine was aesthetic that the aesthetic is but I but for some that's how it starts the journey yes and then you start learning that there's more to it or vice versa like you know it might be because you want to feel better like internally but then you look and you see yourself and you see yourself as a different person and or the same person but you like there's a different like way of looking at yourself in a sort of way and again there's nothing wrong with that I love I think that the there's a full circle that happens no matter what route you're gonna take 
Yes. And I think this idea of questioning the way that you look at yourself throughout and the way that you kind of go about it, because we remember we've, we've said before, too, like, it's interesting that like the process of losing weight was not like what I thought I would get out of it. You <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like a trippy like thing, right? Entirely, you know? So it's like what we learn as we experiment and gather that data, like lowers that like developmental, like, you know, freeze, I guess, if you want to think of it that way, right? Because if we still keep getting trapped in the I don't nourish myself and, you know, take care of my needs, eventually we're going to feel that pain yes. and that our symptoms even more, right? And I like to say like the symptoms. So like even feeling that body ache or feeling that like tension or, you know, not being able to squat as deeply or, you know, get up and get something from the pantry as easily, or even know what your hunger and fullness cues are as easily. Right. Cause that can dissipate over time. I think too, you know, if we're not aware and whatnot, cause our needs change, you know? So I think that like, if we can kind of go from it at that, at that end and create new, ways of thinking about ourselves it's like we can start to see that like oh like that pain point I have options you know like I have ways to kind of like go about this that aren't so all or nothing I guess to kind of tie it back to that piece I don't know if that makes sense yeah I wouldn't want I because like I don't know it's, in, it's open to interpretation so when you say that like when you come back to that moment you're going to know that like it's not just that one that one perceived way of thinking now you're going to see like okay I'm feeling this way again and now I know I have options Is that yeah, what you yeah. mean? yes it's like we have options for sure but like I think it's like okay I'm feeling this way the symptoms are a result of me not or of me well, in this case, we're talking about not taking care of our needs during the day, right? Because it's like so hard. We're so busy. Everyone is busy. It's go, go, right? So taking care of and stopping and nourishing ourselves in the day, the risk there for, I don't know, for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to fall behind and then I'm going to fail and then I'm going to, you know, da, 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 right? So it's like, do you ever oh. like think of like when you're going through that? And I, I've started saying it to myself like a lot. Oh, so I, like I feel question. like, do you ever like say, well, what happens if I don't do that? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Not so, probably much like, but like the, or if there is something you're like, then you at least have your thought of your options. But at, most of the time I'm like, well, what's going to happen if I don't do this? Like, right. What if I take the extra 10 minutes to do this? Like what's going to happen? Not much. Like or I don't even know time anymore. I think I have so much to do. Then when I do it, I'm like, oh, it didn't take as much time as I thought. That's because my anxiety takes me over the edge yes. where I'm like stressing myself out. I think I'm not going to do it. And then I like do the work that I thought I had to do. And I'm like, oh, why do I always feel like there's not enough time? There is like, but why don't I just trust myself enough to know that I'm going to get the job done when it gets done? Yeah, well, that is so true. And I love that you explained it that way. So that anxiety, right? That anxiety that we feel is the symptom. It's the, you know, trigger of us not, you know, maybe procrastinating on things. And that's the same for me. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so much that's going to take a long time. <laughs> and then the experimenting, like you said, like, it's like, okay, no, I'm going to actually, what if, right? What if there was no risk? Like that is an actual experiment. You know, we it think is experiment, experiment isn't like, we think experimenting with ourselves and how we think is like, oh, I'm going to have the vegetable today. It's like, no, experiment is like, what if I could actually just show up as myself here, right? Or what if there was no risk and it was two minutes instead of 10 minutes? And then what happens is we start to build that feedback loop back up of like, hmm, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong here. I got this. 
I can build this trust up. Definitely. I think like, I like having these informal conversations right now, because I hope that like, when you guys are listening, you're just hearing two people just shoot the shit and literally just letting whatever's out coming out coming out. But knowing that like, we all think these ways, we all like do the same thing. It's just like a matter of like, how meeting yourself where you're at and how to work with it and knowing it and talking yourself like with that good cop, bad cop on there, like what that means or knowing that you can trust the process, knowing that you'll get the job done, knowing that like we suck at cooking, but somehow we can manage to make it work. And we do experiment with ourselves. That sounds like more sexual, but I know, I know, that's what I get into. But that's like how we got really, it's just fun to like have fun with yourself. I think that's the thing. We've lost the fun. Mm -hmm. I guess that's like when someone wants to work out with me now, my whole main goal for it is for them to have fun. Yeah. For not to be serious. Cause I used to have that serious mindset because like I took myself way too seriously, but I didn't know. It's just, I thought that's the way you had to be in order to be that person that you wanted to show up. But it's like, you can be you. But now you're just taking bits of that, for me, I'm just taking bits of her and unleashing her as I see fit. (laughs) Yes. And I think that's so true because as we do that, the risk starts to lower and we stop and we call it in song. Like, I don't know if you remember Denise talking about it, but you're- I remember Denise's conversation. I know, right? It's hard, right? She's like your inner protector and all this kind of words, right? But it's like your inner protector starts to soften. And you can start to be like, no, I have more options here. I can, yeah, I can show up differently and whatnot, right? And you said a really cool thing. I lost my train of thought with it, but it was a really awesome point. Maybe I'll remember it. But what were you just going to say? Keep going with that point. I guess like the thing is like everything has become so serious and we are feeling like I think that's where the world is right now we're coming out of a really heavy time we're going into another heavy time because of like certain events that are happening I don't need to express anything but like there's just always a for me and I've talked about it with many people around me in my circle everyone feels a cloud of hopelessness everyone feels a cloud of heaviness everyone's like what's this for anymore like we've been through so much and so I, and I think when you're trying to add, you know, if I change my diet or if I want to lose weight, then like, it's like another serious cloud that comes over because it's a whole shift that you have to make. But oh if gosh, you can yeah. bring fun into it in some well, way, I think yeah. that's just gonna, I think that's the part we're missing is the happiness part. Yeah. And I think this idea, like, you're so right. There's this collective, almost like grief, maybe. Yeah. That's there's a lot of right grieving now, happening. Right? That's a good word. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, we're kind of missing this reality that we once had. And obviously with COVID and that's like, you know, it can be divisive and a lot of stuff. Right. So it's like, you know, we're grieving and like times are different. We're going into harder times, but I think you're right. This idea of happiness, I think ultimately, like when we think about each other, we do need each, like we do need each other, you know, and this idea of like belonging to the people we're supposed to belong to and like finding that and like, creating that connection whatever that looks like for you and just really like hunkering down on that because I think at the end of the day like the fun and the happiness comes with like that you know completing of the stress response cycle with each other but I also think that like there's a cool point and I heard about this the other day but it's like I don't I'm was trying to experiment with not taking myself so seriously, which was very healing, (laughs) very healing to see, right. That it's like, Oh, you can actually do this and it not have to be a certain way or a certain value given. Right. But I think too, it's interesting of like, Oh, like what if I 
did actually take myself seriously. And it's actually me not taking other people I like how you brought that up because that is totally a part of the transformation that happens when it comes to working on yourself. And, but then at the same point, some part, well, I get lost at taking it too seriously because you you liked how that it it carries you to where you need to be that Mm -hmm. that feeling. But then it's like, when do you let that guard down knowing that like, you know what? I don't, I can, I can trust that I will make the right decisions. I could trust that I will get through this, et cetera. Thank you for bringing that because that's another way to look at it too. Cause you do need that muscle. You need to know how to work that muscle, I guess. Well, it's that it's not either, or it's not all or nothing. Like it's kind of yeah. like, right. Like the whole thing of it, but it's also right. It's like, okay. It's like, I don't need to take other people so seriously. So that like, you know, that collective like feeling of like being, you know, yeah. Like judged or not enough or right. Like our value is given and you know, there's this tally taking kind of thing going on or whatever it's like if I didn't take other people so seriously but I did take myself seriously in the fact that I do believe in myself and trust myself I think that's very healing or it can be a healing way to think about okay like it's not me (laughs) it's not me I'm not you know at fault but I do have some choice in this here and if there was no risk right if I could just go out and there was no risk (laughs) What would life look like? like yeah. If that, that's such a cool way to look at it. And I guess that this, these are just like sharing with you that like the, like, like the both sides of the coin, like what life can look like and like kind of taking bits from it and making it work for yourself, knowing that like these things happen, but like, you know, when is it that like, you're going to feel like you're enough out of it? When are you going to feel like that you put in the time when you feel like you're going to find that reward for yourself when you're that happiness, Mm -hmm. all these things and emotional eating that like, you know, or sorry, not emotionally, but the intuitive eating that pieces that we're talking about, like, this is like your gut has a brain as well. Like your gut is definitely talking to you the majority of the time. And it's just like, when are you going to listen to it? Like understanding the hunger cues. And I guess that's like the full circle of coming all the way back in this loop that we were talking about is like, you know, is your tummy talking to you? Is it growling? Are you stressed? Like, are you feeling anxiety? Like what does like, what does your life look like on a day-to-day basis and minute to minute basis? And just like writing them down, like of how you're feeling. Cause I know for myself lately, like I definitely feel like work is probably the busiest that's ever been in my life. And it's like, I'm letting out like these, like, whoo, because like, there's just so much and I'm trying to work with it as best as I can. And that's the thing. It does not go away. It's like, you got to dance this uncomfortable dance and just yeah. know that like, at the end of the day, I'm like, what's going to happen if this doesn't happen right now? Not mm-hmm. much. Okay. Let's go for that walk because I need to change my state. Like well, I'm constantly talking it. to myself every so, single minute right now. Yes. I love this. And like, there's a meme going around about a guy walking up the stairs and dropping back up on a trampoline and then getting higher up on the stairs and drop. So like this idea of like, wherever we go, we think, we're like just you know like you said it can be like an endless cycle I'm not getting ahead or I'm not actually listening to my body I don't know how to but ultimately if we take this approach like we've been talking about which is like the intuitive eating stuff but also with soul hunger I find it's like oh like if I'm able to like 
build these skill sets. And like, I'm learning a bit more about myself every time. Right. And like, I'm just right. It's data. I'm experimenting. I'm right. I'm bouncing back up to that higher, you know, ladder stair or stairwell with, you know, every drop, right. Like that I feel like I'm getting on. And so like, like I said, when we're measuring that Delta, it's like, I'm not, you know, as frequent with my, you know, emotional eating, for example, right? Like it's not as intense. Maybe I'm able to notice that a little bit. Maybe I'm able to notice my triggers a little bit easier, or I'm just even like aware that I even have a trigger. That is like where I'm at on the continuum. And I think it's like knowing that that trigger, like we were talking about, is a symptom of ultimately feeling at risk. But then what we've been even talking about is what if there was, not that you can even just like magically do this and we work on this and so on, but it's like, what if there was no risk? That's exactly it. Like, what can I, and that's the, I know it's like coming back to the safety, but I think it's like all the principles of intuitive eating, like we'll even talk about more next week, principle five, feel your fullness and what it, what it actually feels like to feel full and satisfied. And then the satisfaction factor, right. That we were even mentioning today, but even on a deeper level of like, if I feel emotionally satisfied and I can show up with what if there was no risk what if I could be myself I'll probably get more out of it not that you need to get something out of everything but you know I might and so then maybe I feel more satisfied emotionally and then and yeah content and just like creating and I think that point of connection do that part because that's like what we're striving for like on a day-to-day but what if I was just content what if I just felt that peace what if I just you know was just like yeah because I, yeah, I don't know about you because I often find that like I don't know about you but like am I creating a problem you know am I actually creating a problem right now <laughs> oh honey oh me too but I think that's the that's like I don't know is that part of being a woman where we have so many things going in our head we're trying to prepare for so many things like Kevin's like you're always trying to get ahead Amanda you're always trying to prepare to get ahead I'm like but that's what I want to do he's just and he's like but this is the work this Ooh. is the part of it. This is what we have to do on a day-to-day basis. This is life. And I'm like, yeah, but I always want to prepare for life. I always want to just know that I've done my work. He's I like, know. it's not going to go away. But like, that's the part, that's the missing, that's the, that's the piece though. Like this yeah. is, that's the marathon. Then yeah. I love that you brought the satisfaction, like, because at the end of the day, if you could just like say, like, are you like, did you do a good job today? Did you give it your all today? And if it's a yes, good job. If it's a no, then you learned. At yeah. least you can say you learned from it. Yeah. At least you can like have awareness of it and be like, oh. okay, well, tomorrow's a new day. That's okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you're only going to get better if you start paying attention, if you're aware. So I like, oh. like that you said all that. Oh, yeah. And I want to even think of this control piece. And I know clients struggle with this. And I struggle with it, too. Right? It's like, okay, if I'm not in control, then I'm out of control. Right? And I think it's like, what if there what what if it didn't have to be that risk? Right? Like, what if what is that moderate middle like? And if you had more choice in it, right? So it's like, okay, I have choice in the salad option. (laughs) I have choice in this, right? Like I have choice in this exercise routine. I have a little choice in, you know, spending five minutes on my own in the bathroom or doing something, going for that little five minute walk that might just give me a little bit of space there if that's what's manageable, right? So I think it's like knowing where those little choices are, right? I mean, I know they say, 
very cheesy. <laughs> Life is um, a collection of choices, right? Or, you know, a myriad of choices, right? So it's like, if I'm doing the choosing, if there are options too, right? If I'm not, if it, it's either not in control, out of control, if it's, how do I want to feel, right? How do I want to nourish myself? You know, what could be the option C instead of salad, burger? It's like, could I do salad, sweet potato, uh, maybe a little bit of burger meat, like mix right in there, taco, whatever, right? It's like, what's that? Yeah, anyways, yeah. Now, I'm now I'm tangenting. <laughs> <laughs> right it back. That's awesome. But that's like the thing. This is like about the tuning in to like. Yes, the intuitive. Yes, that's yeah. what I wanted to go back to too. It's like the more we can do this and like, like skill sets, like we said, like, okay, coming back to it. I'm coming back to it. It's crazy that we have to have a skill set to know our own body. Yeah. You're you're creating a skill set to know who we are, what we do, what our habits are, what our routine is like, what our emotional like trauma Mm -hmm. is, what our emotional Mm -hmm. feelings are. Like, like, I mean, like, this is the data that we're talking about. Like this, we have to, I mean, we're good at pinpointing everybody else's stuff or like what like is happening at work we're good at pointing but when it comes to herself it's like oh I can't even be bothered right now it's like that's sometimes how I feel and that's how I have been feeling but at the same time I'm like but then I'm going to be disappointed that I'm feeling this way so this is the work this is the mindfulness like at least I know I'm feeling that way so like where can I meet myself and how can I like give myself a little bit that self-love that self-care right now and it doesn't mean anything crazy it literally has been like something like little as just having a bath I <laughs> like, know. Right? yes and it's I just know. Giving back to myself but like the ways that I know how to like for what I need just to give that have that feel of that comfort I'm looking for yeah. comfort so yeah. that everyone's yeah. just so different but that's like it's not so bad for it to be like that but that's the self-data that I feel like you know we have to know ourselves and know our capabilities and know what our challenges are and know how to help ourselves through it because yeah. I know we have choices Well, yeah, that's just it. We can't. Yeah, exactly. But no, we have choices. Right. And I almost like to think like to lower the because like being wrong at something or being different or not choosing the right thing. There's a bit of shame. Like it sucks. Damn, like I should have done differently. Like I'm so, you know, this is my thoughts. Right. It's dumb. Like, come on, you know. So it's like, oh, like if there was no right or wrong per se and like there was no risk involved. But also if I could actually choose and have options you know and it didn't have to be all or nothing I think it's important to know that that's like a possibility and there was another point that I was going to make there but now I forgot after I was saying um after I was saying that oh dang it was a good point it was a good point but yes I think this idea of like having choices in that and knowing what those choices are are is like oh like you said, it's weird that we have to build skill sets yeah. to get to back to our body and into our intuition. But I think like once we understand, and this has been like huge in my like emotional eating work and like my battle with my body of even like, oh, like it comes from a real like socialized, like there is a very real reason that I feel this way based on what happened to me and how my parents thought about food and how I went to curves with my mom and how I, you know, like all this kind of stuff and all these influences and how I got bullied and, and then also what else is out there and all this stuff. Right. So it's like, there is a real, I think it's like you said, this emotional trauma. I think the skill sets are often like maybe 
like tools that we're building to overcome what has been, I mean, almost like, what do you call it? Like separated from us or taken from us, or I don't know, maybe that's too apropos, but (laughs) I think that you nailed it right there. And I think that's exactly it. We're building that skill set to help ourselves through taking back the power, taking back the power, (laughs) taking our own power. I think that this was a great taking the power. No, yes, that's great. And if anyone has any, comments or want to share any of their stories about coming to their own intuitive piece yes, let's make this a topic of conversation or, yes we really want to hear from you i have we're going to go over a few listener q a's on the next episode as well and uh yeah thank you so much for chiming in today <laughs> see you guys on the next episode Thank you for listening to the Health and Guelph podcast. This show would simply not exist without you. If you know somebody in the community who would be a great candidate to be on this show, send them my way and email me at amanda at reloveandrise.com. And what keeps us going and staying on the forefront is liking, commenting, and subscribing. Please share this podcast so we can keep this community connected. Thank you, Guelph, and stay strong.